You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. tournament it's finally here the brackets have been set and the teams are ready to hit the court and DraftKings, the leader in one day fantasy is celebrating with their largest free college basketball survival pool ever how large you may ask one million dollars in total prizes up for grabs and if that's not enough check this out when you enter the free DraftKings one million dollar survival pool you could win a shot at ten thousand dollars for every upset uh, throughout the first two rounds of the tournament. It's easy to play. You just pick one team per day. If they win, you survive and advance to the next round. Last person standing is the winner. Remember, you only can pick one team uh, for the entire tournament, so choose wisely. DraftKings is a safe source app. You can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. So get in on all of this week's action. Download the DraftKings app now. Enter code THPN during sign-up and enter the free $1 million survivor pool. Again, that's promo code THPN to enter the DraftKings free $1 million survival pool. Eligibility restrictions and terms and conditions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. It is Sunday, March 21st. Ian Cameron with you and uh, ready to break down the Sunday NHL card. And I am joined by a special guest today, a former professional hockey player and is now a, has been an avid sports better for a very long time. Uh, very excited to have his perspective on the show and excited to have him joining us today here uh, on the Ice Guys show. Devin Didiometti joining us here on the program today. Devin, welcome to the Ice Guys, and glad you could join us as a special guest today. Thanks a lot for having me, Ian. Uh, as you touched on there in your intro, I uh, I played professional hockey for 12, 13 years. With COVID this year, I, I took the year off. I had two little boys at home and a, and a wife, and we didn't want to risk going over to, uh, to Europe with all the stuff that's going on and, and not knowing if we'd be able to get back. Um, as soon as I got into the pro game, I... My first roommate was P.A. Parento. I'm sure you're familiar with that name. And he was a huge uh, football gambler. I just saw him on a certain podcast the other day, the the Missing Curfew. Uh, yeah, there, there you go. Yeah, very familiar. He kind of sucked me into the uh, the gambling thing. Uh, he was a big, big NFL guy for gambling. I'm not a huge NFL guy, but uh, 
I got into college basketball and started betting like that. And then, uh, you know, obviously on NHL contracts, you're not going to bet anything uh, NHL. But when I went over to, to Europe and, and would kind of remove from the game, start betting on NHL, college basketball. Um, I'll dabble in NFL a little bit. NBA, the odd time. I, I don't watch enough of it, though, to uh, to be playing that every day. So, All right. Awesome stuff. And uh, tell us a little bit about you know, the days of you playing hockey, you've been everywhere. You've been in the Ontario Hockey League, AHL, ECHL. You went to Europe. You know, if someone did a story about your life, Devin, they basically would read out like a world map because you've been to a lot of different places right now, uh, everywhere. You know, if they wrote a song or they said, let's pick a theme song for your career, be Life is a Highway, Tom Cochran, because you've been been on the road a lot to a lot of different places, different cities, different countries. Uh Tell us about the journey of you playing uh, hockey in the past. Yeah, sure thing. So I uh, I grew up here in Stratford, Ontario. I played for my uh, hometown growing up, just double-A facility. Um, played junior B, was drafted out of junior B into the OHL. Played four years in the OHL. I was in the OHL. Uh, I was a draft pick to, of the Calgary Flames. Uh, never ended up signing there, but eventually ended up signing an entry-level deal with uh, the New York Rangers. From there, I played... Uh, with their farm system and then you know american bunch of american league games a little bit in, in the east coast league thought you know what this isn't going to pan out uh here in, in north america i might get a cup of coffee in the the show one day but i'm not willing to uh kind of stick it out and in battle uh went over to europe and as you touched on i've, I've been a lot of places so i've played uh while the nhl lockout was going on i played over in england i've played in italy um, which was a part of the Alps League, um, which was Austria and Slovenia. And then I played in Hungary. I played in Slovakia, Sweden. Oh, man, I hope I'm not forgetting anywhere, but I, I've been all over the map. It, it's been a pretty good journey. Lots to keep track of, yeah. <laughs> it, it's been a good journey, and I've, uh, you know, obviously goal as a hockey player growing up is to play in the NHL. I never was able to do that. I was I was fortunate enough to have NHL contracts. Um, but I also am fortunate enough that I was able to make a living out of playing a game. So, um, you know, my family got to see a bunch of cool places. I got to live in a bunch of cool places. Uh, I have no regret and, and happy with how everything worked out. That's for sure. Awesome stuff. Uh, 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 and uh, now, of course, turn your attention now a little bit. You got family, kids. Uh, you're doing uh, the family man thing, a little betting on the side, which is nothing wrong with that, especially at this time of year when there's so much going on. Uh, so with that in mind, uh, let's get to four NHL games. We've still got business to take care of. You know, we break down every game from a betting perspective here on the show. Uh, yeah, his name is Devin with an I. It's D-E-V-I-N. And you can follow him on Twitter at Deeds2424 uh, on Twitter. Uh, that is uh, uh, Devin's uh, Twitter handle. I don't think he's actively on Twitter every single day, uh, but uh, you'll definitely be able to find him on there for those that you like to follow him. It's at Deeds, uh, D-E-E-D-S 2424. Uh, that is how you can follow uh, Devin uh, on Twitter. All right, so we have our regular business to do. We have an NHL card to break down four games on this Sunday. We'll start with the New Jersey Devils uh, taking on the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. We've got Pittsburgh uh, minus 210. Home favorites, total five and a half shaded to the over in this game. Uh, the Penguins uh, losing to the New Jersey Devils a few nights ago, but bouncing back with the uh, three to one uh, victory uh, yesterday uh, in the uh, game against their uh, against the uh, New Jersey Devils. 
We'll see if they can keep it going today. Uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins, we have thought of them for over a decade under Crosby, Malkin. Of course, they've had Jake Gensel the last few years. They've just had so much offensive talent and ability to score goals that we haven't necessarily pegged them as a defensive team. But that's kind of the way they've morphed and transformed, and especially this season. You're looking at the Penguins playing pretty solid defensive hockey. Uh, their goaltending uh, from Tristan Jari and Casey DeSmith really – since the early part of the season has improved. Remember, they were giving up a lot of goals first couple weeks of the season, but they've improved in that regard. Uh, it was Casey DeSmith and Nett who played pretty well, leading the Penguins to victory yesterday. With this being a back-to-back, -back, I'm assuming we're going to see Tristan Jari and Nett uh, this afternoon for the Penguins. It's looking like Aaron Dell, or as I like to call him, Farmer in the Dell, going to be a net today for the New Jersey Devils with Mackenzie Blackwood still on the injury list and with Scott Wedgwood playing yesterday. So, it looks like the uh, Devils and Lindy Ruff going to end up going with uh, uh, with Aaron Dell in net today for this game. And his numbers have kind of not been uh, very, very good uh, on the season. You worry about it. Anytime you got a three above three goals against average, uh, a save percentage in the 800s, you're a little bit concerned. From a side perspective, it's tough. I mean, I, I'm certainly Pittsburgh the better team, but they're still battling a couple injuries, especially at the center ice position. It's kind of testing their center depth with Evgeny Malkin and Teddy Bluger out. They did get Jared McCann uh, back from injury yesterday, which is big because they're really banged up a lot at the center ice spot right now. So at least getting McCann back helped. I still think Pittsburgh probably has enough to win this game. And I certainly don't trust Aaron Dell on the New Jersey uh, end of the equation here. So I might look toward the over. This was a game I was not going to bet, you know, initially, but with the news that Aaron Dell might be in as the starter, I might look over the total. It's only five and a half. I think it could get there uh, in this game. Uh, after yesterday's game was lower scoring, maybe you see defensive fatigue set in with the second of back-to-back -back games for both of these teams. So I think I'll have a small bet over five and a half here uh, with the Penguins and the Devils, uh, minus 120. Uh, Devin, here you go. This is your first chance to break down a game here uh, on the Ice Guys show. What's your take here, Devils and Penguins? For me, I like Pittsburgh a lot in this one. Uh, Pittsburgh's 12-3 and three at home this year. New Jersey's also a pretty good Road team at 6-3, 1-1. Uh, over the last 10, Pittsburgh's been playing some really good hockey. They're 7-3 right now. Seems Things really seem to be clicking for them. Um, you know, obviously, they're they're short. They have some injuries, stuff like that. But this New Jersey team isn't that great, to be honest with you. Um, I played with Aaron Dell, and I was picking him apart in practice. So I can only imagine what Sidney Crosby is going to be doing today. Uh, <laughs> I like the Pittsburgh. I'm just joking around. Deller's a great guy and a really good goalie. Uh, I, I like the Pittsburgh Penguins in this one, personally. I like them minus one and a half. I think uh, third game against the same team. Pittsburgh's got them figured out here. Jersey, Jersey had them earlier in the week. I watched the game yesterday. I, I thought they dominated the game and outplayed them. I think uh, – on the back end of things today, Pittsburgh's got their number. I, I, I think a, a four two or even a five two, something like that. I, I like the over as well. So all right, liking Pittsburgh and liking the over. Uh Devin Didiometti in this game with the Devils taking on the Penguins. This probably is the game of the day, the next one uh, on the slate. Florida Panthers taking on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh the Tampa Bay Lightning one minus one forty uh to minus one forty five home favorites, total six uh, shaded to the over. Uh, those of you that are watching us live on YouTube doing this show on a Sunday, I know some couple in the chat a little bit surprised, I guess you could say, that Tampa Bay started Andre Basilevsky yesterday against Chicago and didn't save him for the game today against Florida, which is clearly you know, the team they're battling with, uh, along with Carolina. It's really a three-team
16-team race in the Central Division right now, Tampa, Carolina, and Florida uh, at this point in time. It leads you to believe you might see Curtis McElhaney today for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Look, Curtis McElhaney's had a nice career in the NHL as a, as a backup goalie. He's had some good seasons. He's had some really good games in the past. This season hasn't been one of those years, unfortunately, for him. He's struggled. He's fought the puck a little bit. You know, it seems like when you get a clear-cut scoring chance, you know, those, those goalies that can just stand on their head and steal a game for you, they're capable of making those saves on the odd man rushes, you know, on the breakaways, those clear grade-A scoring chances. And it seems like when Curtis has faced those chances this year for the Lightning, he's had a tough time with it. And uh, at this point in time, you know, you look at his numbers, he's had a, a struggle in between the pipes. Tampa Bay has started to get their game going, though. Uh, John Cooper kind of felt their game was eroding a little bit, particularly defensively, but they have played better in recent games at that end of the ice. And really the only loss that they had was Nashville early in the week. And it was one of those games where Pecorine decided to revert into 2010 Pecorine vintage, you know, in the prime of his career and not the Pecorine who's been kind of, you know, on the steady decline for the last couple of seasons. And like I said, Nashville's got a lot of youth now in the, in the team. Uh, you know, Johansson's been a bust there. It's been absolutely – you can't find him with a telescope on the ice. You know, Duchesne's always banged up. Uh, there, there's so many – Arvidsson's had a disappointing season, but they put in all these young players for Nashville. They want to impress John Hines. They want to impress the coaching staff. They want to show, hey, we want we can play in the NHL. And all of a sudden, look, Nashville's playing some better hockey as of late. And even yesterday, they hang in there with Florida. And Florida needed to work hard to beat win that game uh, 2 to nothing over the Predators yesterday. As far as this game goes, if it's McElhaney and Net, I'm going to have to lean a little bit to the Florida side here uh, at plus 120 in this game, getting them at a nice little underdog price. But again, we don't have the confirmation yet if he'll be in net for the uh, Lightning. I will be on the over. I really do like this game over the total. And even more if uh, we get McElhaney and Net for the uh, for the Lightning in this game. It was Chris Drieger in net last night for Florida, or yesterday afternoon, I should say, against Nashville. So it might be Bobrovsky today. But Bobrovsky continues to be, you know, up and down. He's had some really good games at times this year. And then there's some games where he's been a little bit inconsistent. But I like what this Florida team's doing right now, Devin, uh, at this point in time. I like that Barkov and Huberto have been outstanding. They've brought in Carter Verhage from the Tampa Bay Lightning. What an addition he's been. I think Aaron Ekblad's taken his game to a completely different level on the blue line this year with the way he's playing. I think Keith Yandel's playing some of his best hockey in a long time. This is a guy that gets criticized a little bit for his defensive play uh, in his own zone. I think he's been better this year. Uh, Anton Strawman is a good, steady, lockdown defenseman uh, on that blue line as well. There's a lot to like about Florida right now. I would lean to them as the dog. I'll probably be on them in the over. It certainly will uh, if we get confirmation that Curtis McElhaney is indeed in net today. Uh, for the Tampa Bay Lightning, Devin, what's your take here? Battle of Florida. I like the uh, I like the over on this one too, Ian. Uh, I am going to go with Tampa on this one, though. I uh, I think these are two really good teams. I mean, they're the cream of the crop in their division. They're both, you know, over the past week haven't played very good teams. Like you said earlier, Florida's been playing Nashville, and they've been playing Chicago. Tampa's been playing Chicago. Dallas. I mean, they're both four and one over their last five. Um, I just think Tampa has the experience. Tampa is going to show up. It's a big game. Yeah, goaltending might be an issue for them today, but you got guys like Stamkos, Hedman, big game players that know how big this game is. I think it's going to be a tight one. Maybe even squeak out a win in overtime or shootout. 
but I do like Tampa in this one. Yeah, I mean, Tampa's just – the depth on this team up front is ridiculous. I mean, to think that you don't have a Nikita Kucherov for the entire regular season because of hip surgery, and you don't skip a beat because you got Stamkos, you've got Palat, you've got Kalorn, you've got Braden Point, you've just got uh, Tyler Johnson. When he's on, we, you know, we know what he can do, and he's been a playoff uh, performer big time the last few years. There's just a lot of weapons for Tampa Bay, even without Kucherov. They've got incredible depth. You know, their GM went out and got, you know, a very, very good two-way group of players like Barkley, Goudreau, and Blake Coleman last year at the trade deadline. They've made a huge impact. Yanni Gord's the guy to, that's really taken his game to another level this year, too, offensively. Yanni Gord is just one of those energy players uh, for the Lightning. So it's just incredible the amount of depth they have. You can uh, take a key piece like Kucherov out of there, and this team's still got plenty. Uh, to go around offensively. So uh, both of us liking a higher scoring game uh, will be a little bit different on this in terms of uh, who, which side we like. Eileen, Florida, uh, Devin's liking uh, Tampa here in this one. Next up, we've got Vegas and Los Angeles. Uh, the Golden Knights minus 170 to minus 175 road favorites here. The total uh, five and a half shaded to the over uh, in this one. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, five straight uh, wins for them. They beat the uh, uh, L.A. Kings, 4-2 uh, to two, uh, the other night. They're looking to complete the back-to-back -back sweep here uh, in this game over the Kings. Uh, we'll see uh, how if they're able to do that. Definitely uh, a Vegas team that, you know, Max Pacioretty, outstanding. Uh, Mark Stone uh, as well, uh, doing a great job offensively. It's almost like for Vegas, you got to look long and hard, take these guys from a goal-scoring prop standpoint, because it seems like when Vegas scores goals, Max Pacioretty and Mark Stone are in on it. Uh, for the Golden Knights. They've been outstanding for them. I don't think they have the third and fourth line scoring depth that you know Colorado has or some of these other teams. That's where I worry a little about Vegas down the road. You know, if we're talking about this team being a, a team that can win the West, come out of the West, be in the Stanley Cup final and win the Stanley Cup, I don't know if they have the punch on the third and fourth line offensively that maybe some of the other teams are going to go up against do. And I think that's maybe where, you know, the uh Brett, Brad McCrimmon, uh, or Kelly McCrimmon, I should say, and uh, George McPhee, uh, the management team, uh, they might have to go out and uh, look at maybe bolstering their forward depth a little bit. I think their blue line is set. They don't need to adjust anything there. They've got Alex Petrangelo, Alec Martinez, you know, and an excellent, excellent blue line now. Braden McNabb's played well. Shea Theodore's outstanding. Uh, I love the blue line a lot, but I think adding to that bottom six forward group could be something Vegas explores closer to playoff time. I think the LA Kings, Devin, I don't know how much of them you've watched, but they work hard. I mean, they're a team that's obviously rebuilding a little bit, but they, they're not a pushover. They don't, uh, they're don't. they not an easy team to beat. you got to come to work uh, to, to beat them. Alex Ayafalo's played well for them. Adrian Kempe has been terrific offensively. And even the old foot soldiers on this Kings team. I'm talking Dustin Brown and Andre Kopitar, the holdovers from those Stanley Cup glory years with Daryl Sutter. They're playing well, uh, and they've been uh, taking on a leadership role. Doughty you know, still got a little something in the tank. So, you know, to me, it's always a worry. You know, Vegas beat this team the other night. They have the focus to put their foot down. And LA's been kind of these one of these teams this year where they haven't always let the same team beat them two games in a row. So for me, I'm passing on this game. It wouldn't surprise me to see Vegas win it. They've won five in a row. I don't really want to go against that. But to me, this is not the best spot in the world to go out and rush out and lay this kind of number with the Vegas Golden Knights here on the road. Uh, Devin, what's your uh, thoughts here from a betting standpoint with Vegas, LA? 
Uh, as you said, it, it is a tough game. Uh, you got a team that's won five in a row. They're hot. But at some point, as we know how sports work, they are going to lose. So uh, I like the Kings. I think they're a good team. I still think they have a lot of players that need to develop. I don't think they're a playoff team yet. Uh, they have Jonathan Quick in net, who can win you a game anytime at any point. So that's always a, a worry. But for me, I, I do like Vegas in this one. I just think they're they're far too deep for this young uh, L.A. team. I look at the second line here, uh, uh, Smith, Carlson, and Marcheseau. I don't think L.A. can compete with that. And then the further you go down the depth chart, um, you know, the further lopsided it gets. I don't think it's going to be a blowout by any means. Uh, I probably wouldn't have this in my top three to play today. But if I did have to make a play on it, I'd take the Golden Knights. I, I, I see here, too, that uh, Fleury is probably going to be the projected starter. I, I like him in that. Both their goalies there are, are, are great. So um, I like Golden Knights, and, and I'll stick with them for my pick. All right, liking the Vegas Golden Knights here. Do you uh, what? What would be the best way to bet them, if in your opinion, do you want them regulation line or puck line? Which one do you prefer? Oh man, that that's tough. It's uh, you. You kind of mentioned it. They're they just lost. They're sorry. L.A. just lost to Vegas. L.A. hasn't been playing well. They need a win. Uh, Vegas, on the other hand, has been winning. So you know, it could be a bit of a lacklustered effort off the start from Vegas. So I don't know if this is going to, you know what? I I'd say take the money line. All right. Looking at LA on the uh, money line, just be a little bit safer. Yeah. In case this is a, uh, perhaps a one goal victory uh, at the end of the day for the LA Kings. Yeah. It could be Cal Peterson and Nets. It's kind of looking like he might be here. I, I want Vegas. No, no. I mean, I know you like Vegas. I'm just oh, saying there, for LA, there. they might have Cal Peterson in that. It looks like he's the projected uh, goalie. But uh, yes, Devin liking uh, Vegas here uh, in this one. LA's been, yeah, LA's worked their, worked hard. I mean, I, I've been impressed with this team's work ethic. We'll see if it's going to be enough, though, uh, to get the job done here against Vegas. All right, final game, fourth and final game on this Sunday slate. Nashville Predators, Dallas Stars, D uh, Dallas minus 170, home favorites, total five and a half, shaded to the under. So I have been betting against Nashville a lot this season. It's been paying off for me, literally uh, and figuratively. This is a team that I'm not very – I've been ripping this team to shreds on this show all season long. That uh, This team is, you know, with uh, Johansson being a, not doing anything since they got him, Arvidsson having a down year. If not for Philip Forsberg, you know, where on earth would the Nashville Predators be offensively this year? I'm not so sure. Duchesne's injured now and out, and even when he's in there, he's inconsistent, frustrates you. The blue line outside of Yossi and Matthias Ekholm, I could pass on all of them. Well, Ellis I like too, but Ellis is another guy, Ryan Ellis, that's always in and out due to injuries. And then after that, there's a huge drop-off with this blue line. But they have played a night. They've had a nice week here so far. You know, they beat Tampa Bay, uh, beat the Lightning early in the week. They beat Florida. Uh, right after that to win two in a row. And yesterday, they get absolutely dominated by Florida, but they hang in there and they only lose 2 nothing because UC Soros was just outstanding in net for the Predators. And that's why this team's aggravating, Devin, because UC Soros is capable of being a pretty good goalie, but we don't see it consistently from him. We see it a game here, a game there, a couple good games in a row, uh, the last two uh, for the Predators, but can we see it consistently from him I'm not so sure. But what I do know is that now they're playing with so many more young players in their lineup, uh, including Eli Tolvanen, you know, who's been a huge spark for them offensively. They're, they're putting him on the top line because he's played so well for this Nashville team uh, in recent games. And, and that's definitely helped their cause. 
the Dallas Stars played last night as both of these teams played yesterday, but Dallas played last night. Nashville played in the afternoon yesterday, so it could be a little bit of a situational edge for Nashville, just a little bit more rest in between games. Dallas uh, obviously got the job done against the uh, Detroit Red Wings uh, last night. Uh, Anton Hudobin uh, played extremely well in net. Uh, you would think with him in net, though, they turned back to the young kid, Jake Ottinger, who's been uh, getting a lot of starts this year uh, for the Dallas Stars. It's a really tough game. Uh, it, both teams on the back-to-back. -back. I sure as hell don't want to lay this price with Dallas. Even though I'm anti-Nashville and have been most of the season, I'm not sure I'm in a rush to lay uh, a price like minus 170 here uh, on the Dallas Stars uh, in this game. Uh, this actually might be a game where uh, there might be a little value on Nashville, believe it or not. Unfortunately, I'm pretty confident that we'll, they'll be going back to Pekka Rene uh, in between the pipes here uh, in this game for the Predators and Look, he the last time he started, it was a great game for him uh, in net for the uh, Predators. But how many times have we seen a great game and then right back to the old letting in soft goals, Dairy Queen softies through the five hole, you know, and 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 pucks that basically you should be stopping. And Pekka's had an issue like that, playing well after playing a really good game. He's kind of come back down to earth. We've seen it now the last couple of years. So I would lean a little to Nashville. I would lean slightly to the over just because it's five and a half and you can get plus 120 with that price but overall not a very strong opinion for me on this game probably not one i'm going to get involved in uh, from a betting standpoint uh devin do you have interest getting involved in this one here predators and stars yeah we chatted be uh before the broadcast started here and i thought this was going to be the uh the stinker of the day you got two two teams that aren't playing very well right now there's a lot of injuries here i got the uh injury list up right now and Cogliano's questionable, Blake Como's questionable, Radulov's questionable for Dallas. You yep. also have Bishop out. You got Sagan out, obviously. And then Nashville's got a whole slew of injuries as well. You got uh Duchesne, Ellis, Yossi. Uh I mean, those are those are uh, big game players for both those teams. Uh these teams aren't very good hockey teams right now. Could they be very good hockey teams? Yeah, I think they could both be playoff teams, but the way they've been playing, no. Um I, I like Nashville in this one. I think Dallas played in Detroit last night. You got the long flight back to Dallas. Nashville's already in Dallas, sitting there waiting for you. Played a good Florida team last night. Um, you know, Dallas played a very, very, very poor Detroit team. Um, I like Nashville in this one. Would I want to bet it? No. But if I had to, I'd, I'd lay a little money on it. You know, it's it's good odds. I like the odds. Uh, I don't love Dallas today. Um, I also don't love the Predators, so it's it's a it's a tough one. But uh, I'll I'll stick with the Predators on this one. We've seen both of these teams have some good games and some bad games, inconsistency, and we've both seen these teams lose to bad teams. Like Dallas lost uh, to Detroit, you know, in the first of the two back to back games against the Red Wings. So. Uh, that tells you all you need to know. They are a risk, in my opinion, to, in this kind of price range where you've got the Dallas Stars laying minus 170. To me, there's just better things to do from a betting standpoint, especially in the NHL than, yeah, let's lay minus 170 with the Dallas Stars. No, it's just not necessarily something that's there. That's for me. So uh, for me, it would be definitely at Nashville. It's been a long, a lot of road games for the Nashville Predators, as people are mentioning in the chat. That does concern me. Uh, and you worry about that, kind of like Vancouver last night. Like from a player's perspective, this is a great question to ask you. A long road trip like Vancouver last night. It was the end of a long road trip. 
are those spots that you you would think it's a good spot to bet against teams that final game of the road trip you're excited to get back home sleep in your own bed you've had especially a good successful road trip like vancouver had and sure enough we saw them lose that last game of the road trip last night against the montreal canadians i find that's a good bet against spot teams on a, at the end of a very good long successful road trip yeah i mean being on being on the road's tough especially when you're on a lengthy road trip uh you know, guys miss their family. Guys are away from home. Different routines, different food, all that, all that stuff. And uh, the way the the NHL is formulated this year, you're playing a lot of games in a short period of time. So I don't mind betting against the team at the end of a longer road trip. I feel they're more fatigued. I feel they don't have the jump. They don't have the desire they used to. And then I like banging them on the opposite side when they get home for their first home game for a little bit. You know, you're kind of re-energized, you know, get to see your family, get to see your friends, you know, a little more uh, familiarity with things. So um, it's weird. Every hockey player is different, so, so I can't speak for everyone. But I know, especially, I mean, even in the American League, it's a, it's a little bit different than the NHL with travel and stuff like that. But end of a road trip, you know, you're playing on a Sunday, you're like, okay, let's get out of here. You know, let's let's get this game over with. Your your motivation isn't where it needs to be. I mean, obviously, as a as an athlete, you want to win all the time. But uh, at the same time, those those road games, you know, after lengthy trips, they're they're tough to win. That's for sure. No doubt. And something tells me they don't uh, pamper the AHL players on the road trips and the flights and the accommodations like they do the NHL. Just a hunch, just a gut feel there uh, when it comes to that. But uh, great stuff. I mean, there we go. We got through all four games. And thanks to our special guest today, uh, Devin Didiometti. Again, if you want to follow him on Twitter at Deeds2424, you can follow him on Twitter. Um, uh, great to have you on the show. Uh, but, but before we end the show, we end the show, Devin, with best bets. So you got to give us a best bet at the end of the show. Before we get to best bets, a reminder to everyone, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up for an account, use the promo code THPN, which stands for the Hockey Podcast Network. No better time to sign up for an account with DraftKings Sportsbook than right now. Wall-to-wall NCAA tournament action for the next several weeks. We've got NHL, NBA uh, all on the go. Uh, football will be back before you know it. Uh, so make sure you sign up for a DraftKings Sports, uh, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up for an account, and use the promo code uh, THPN. You'll get a deposit bonus. You'll get incentives, weekly specials with your bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the promo code THPN. All right, it is time for best bets uh, on this uh, Sunday edition of the Ice Guys show. Mine uh, went down to defeat in disappointing fashion last night, Winnipeg. Uh, at the plus price against Edmonton, leading that game 2-1. They could not hold the lead uh, late, uh, and they end up losing 4-2. Uh, my best bet is going to be, and it's clearly the game and the, the bet that stands out to me more than anything today, we're going to go with Florida, Tampa Bay, over 6, minus 115. Uh, that is going to be my best bet. I think we see some goals in this game today. I think there's a good chance, at least, uh, that we'll see Curtis McElhaney. Maybe John Cooper surprises me and puts Basilevsky in. Second straight day after uh, playing Chicago last night, but I'm not necessarily sure that's going to be the case here. Either way, even if it is Basilevsky, he'll be playing on back-to-back -back days. You worry about, you know, workload and fatigue setting in a little bit against a very, very potent Florida team. Florida had like 40-plus shots yesterday. Something tells me that if they're that aggressive offensively today, more goals are going to go in for them today. So I like the over 6, minus 115, Florida, Tampa Bay. That'll be my best bet for today's show. Devin, what have you got for us? It is best bet time. What do you like the most? 
Well, I'm going to go with the Jersey-Pittsburgh game. You said you like the over. I said I like the over. I like Pittsburgh, so that means there's going to be a lot of goals, and I think Pittsburgh's going to win. So I like Pittsburgh minus one and a half in this one. Um, like I mentioned previously, uh, Aaron Delanetti has been struggling a little bit. I think this Pittsburgh team on paper is a lot better than this New Jersey team. Um, I, I do think it's going to be a pretty good hockey game, entertaining, but I don't think that Jersey can stick with Pittsburgh for the third time in a row. I like Pitt minus one and a half on the puck line. All right, Pittsburgh minus one and a half on the puck line. Looks like it's actually going to be Mackenzie Blackwood. We're just getting word this game is starting in 20 minutes, but you know what? He struggled. Mackenzie Blackwood. He hasn't played as well lately. I saw him give up goals to Buffalo earlier this week, and he was kind of fighting the puck. So I don't mind, you know, Pittsburgh or the over. I'm sticking with the over now, uh, even though now it looks like it's going to be uh, Mackenzie Blackwood in net. Let me just uh, double check that uh, the, on these uh, weekend games. You always get the uh, goalie announcements. It seems closer to a uh, puck drop. Yeah, Blackwood and Jari are indeed the goalies in this game. So I'm sticking with the over, and I, I don't think that's you know something. Wow, Blackwood's in net. Be careful now, Pittsburgh. No, I think they'll be fine. Uh, and certainly Blackwood, for the better part of the last you know month, he hasn't played as well. You know, early in the season, he was on fire, playing great hockey in net for New Jersey. Not so much lately. So, and again, he's been in and out with injuries. Now he's coming back again after not playing. Uh, so we'll see if he can bounce back here. But uh, I still think Pittsburgh can win, uh, and the over for me is still in play. So. Devin's going to go with Pittsburgh puck line here. Minus one and a half is his best bet. And mine is going to be Florida, Tampa Bay, over six, minus 115. That'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Thanks to everyone for uh, joining us live on YouTube. A reminder, we record the show live on YouTube Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern, so we can get all the games in uh, before they start. Uh, and if you can't watch the show live on YouTube, make sure you download the Ice Guys audio podcast version of the show on all major podcast platforms. Thanks to our special guest, uh, Devin Didiometti, for joining us. Follow him on Twitter at Deeds2424. I'm Ian Cameron. Thanks for watching. Have a great day. Uh, enjoy the games and good luck. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow on Monday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Now a show that's going to give you the truth about the biggest epidemic of our times. We're all a little crazy. We're all a little crazy is brought to you by the Same Here Global Mental Health Movement and the Hockey Podcast Network. This is NHL great mental health advocate and member of the Same Here Alliance, Theo Fleury. This is 20-year professional sports executive, mental health advocate, and founder of the hashtag Same Here Global Mental Health Movement, Eric Cusin. This is Darren Ravel, sports business insider, mental health advocate, and founder of the Same Here Influencer Alliance. We're so afraid as a society to rip the Band-Aid off the topic in a real way. Anytime you open up about something that's controversial or taboo, the first one through the wall always gets bloodied. And that's why we're doing this. We don't mind being the ones getting bloodied. We put our stories out there well before it was a thing to do for a reason. Because as much as they're extreme examples of how far you can fall, they show everyone the challenging life experiences impact everyone, even those of us who have reached the top of our competitive industries. The issue in media today, traditional media and social media, 
We are so quick to look for simple answers, simple explanations. We want everything wrapped in a bow. But this topic is messy. The nuances need to be explained. Yeah, it needs real, long-form conversation like this. I'm just thrilled that we can be real with people and address the current events happening in this space in real time and set the record straight. More talk happening doesn't mean it's helping the conversation move forward. The words we use matter. We have the greatest mental health awareness in the history of our planet, and yet the mental health trends and outcomes are awful. It means the current messages aren't working. Find me a person who hasn't faced trauma in their lives. Anyone. You can. Things have affected all of us. It's why we all say we are all a little crazy in our own unique ways. This topic isn't for one in five of us with mental illness. It's for five in five whose mental health has been impacted. This isn't an athlete issue. It's not a musician issue. It's a societal one. This is the greatest epidemic of our time. No, it's not about stopping any stigma. It's about us all saying same here. Our openness and the commonality in our struggles, that's what erodes stigma better and faster than any campaign telling people to stop anything ever will. Available on all podcast apps. Do us a favor and download each episode before you listen. And if you're an Apple user, please rate and review the podcast as it helps us get these important conversations out to reach a larger audience.